The Sample Axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. You're listening to the Sample Axis podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, we're back again for another episode of the Sample Axis podcast, the best podcast in the world. What we do is um, we talk about songs and music and music <laughs> history and how things connect from the olden days to nowadays. Today we have a quartet, even though uh, my intro is sounding off, Nelson is here, the main man, the Matrix, and we have something like an international episode today, but not really an international episode, episode 66, and we're talking about Wandy Cole, MC8, um, Inikamose, and what's the name of that man? Alex Ho, yeah. You're welcome to Sampleize's podcast, and uh, this episode is supposed to be an exciting one, very, very exciting because... We have a quarter that is, you know, well put together. I don't relatively know, I would have strange. Never th- I would have never thought that this, you know, would be a thing for us. Like this kind of setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Aini Kamuze. Yeah. We have Wandeko and Donjazi. We have Alex O, also known as Alex Okoroigwe. Also known as Alex Okoroigwe. Yeah, that's Alex O. And we have MC8. Now, MC8, MC8 is Aaron Tyler. Aaron Tyler uh, from Compton. Now, this uh, <laughs> this setup is actually Quartet. very cool. It's wild. It's crazy. This setup is, is crazy because, I mean, who would have ever thought? And and the fact that, I like, one of the reasons why I like this episode, I've, I think I tweeted even before I came on, I was like, this has to be one of the most interesting I'm going to do in a while. And I'm saying this because, not because, obviously, all of our, all of our episodes. I mean, look at our last episode. I enjoyed every part of it. Even though we had no songs, we were talking about, it was a recap. So I mean, this is the this way we didn't but, even do the, this is the new a new quartet. But I feel different. And this is a new quarter. I know I'm, I know we're going to kick ass on this epi- <laughs> on, on this episode. But yeah. I, I feel like this is like it should be not, laid back. No, no, it's it's a part to other topics because the the setup like MC8 is relatively unknown. Oh yeah, I mean, so like, it's not like Aini Kamozi is really not all that. All that, even yeah. though he's all that. When I check this, I mean, you know, he biography, is, he is. and then Wandiko, we're not talking the best Wandiko beat out there. It's actually Don Jazzy song mm-hmm. featuring Wandiko called "The Gift," but of no, course, the kick. The I kick think it's a Wandiko <laughs> song because obviously you have Black Diamond yeah, 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 yeah. and Don Jazzy in that one. Don Jazzy basically, is, I mean, you say Wandiko and Don Jazzy because you don't mm-hmm. want to put the whole feature thing. I think that's what it is. I'm great beat by Don Jazzy. So, so I, I was trying to make a point that yeah. I have a feeling that this might not be all of that, but I'm hopeful that, you know, oh, like really? we always do. Ani Kamozi is an exciting story, so hopefully we're able to dig into that juice and... Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, where, where, where do we start from exactly? Ani Kamozi... Let's start from... I wanted to be silly. Let's start with opening prayer. <laughs> <laughs> We thank uh, God for life. Very important. We thank God for all the episodes before now. We thank the Lord. We thank the Lord. Uh, what's the most more interesting pair? Uh, uh, it depends on the it's kind a of... Dicey it one. depends on the people that are listening. I mean, if we have like young listeners that are just interested in, you know, the recency, you know, vibes of songs and all of that, I think... Now let's save might, that for the last. Yeah. Let's save that for the last then. The more ex- the, whatever you whatever you consider more exciting, let's save it for for for, for last. Oh, okay. So, let's right. so that means we start with um, Alex. So now for a lot of people, I think we sh- let's let's start the story like way back. 
All right, so I really wanted to avoid doing a lot of talking today, but I don't. I don't know. There's no way that never you. works out for me. <laughs> I, no I, I'm still. That's why maybe what will happen is every four or five or ten episodes, I'm just going to allow you to Run. do one random. Episode La- last episode, I was just talking about life and death. It was exciting. I'm sure yeah, people so, actually love that. So, so. Uh, Alex, so let me give you my impression or my understanding of Alex. Alex, O before okay. you go off, Alex, so. I just recently found out, maybe a couple years ago, about that generation of the Alexis, Alexito and Alexo, the Michael Kreese, and of course the sisters as well, the Vietnam Goli, yeah. um, the Atrado, the Queen of Atrado Rhythms. Obi on your ha. Obi on your ha. Um, there's a particular woman you always mention. There's Len- Nelly Uchendu. Yeah, Theodore Ifudu. Theodore Ifudu. Um, and all of those. Veno Mariogi. Veno Mariogi. Vietnam Goli. We um, had... Um, <laughs> uh, maybe Oyeka Wenu wasn't she was a musician but I, she wasn't there for that reminds me a of stretch as long as go 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 yeah go beautiful go. song as well yeah. wait for me too so Alex So was in that pack but yeah I was not in the pack per se we have to be clear about the times so who was in Alex So's generation Alex So had Alex Michael Kukuzo Kotier all of those guys and Steve Monite but all of these guys came in were they, were they really separate from Mid-80s? the... Mid-80s? Were they separate from the the Raga people? Not really. Not really. When I mean not really... No, I mean, it's, it's, tikumi, it's tikumi, like, tikumi, Tikumi is like Raga stuff, right? Yeah, it's almost like they settled in the same generation. But you have to say that the approach to music is different because you think about it, somebody like Obi On Your Ha now, her record was released in, like I think, 1986... That's it. Enjoy your life. That hard. I want you. I want to feel your love, which was a big jam for her. So you. That's like mid eighties, and then you go on to people like. I mean, go all the way back. I'm talking Mario. Uh, Mario Gay now. Mm. Mario Gay is nineteen eighty four. Venice nineteen eighty four. For context, how far is even though this is a different rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. How far is Alexo from Blackie and Magic for Shek? Mm, same year. Like same, those guys. Same, same generation. Same box. Eighty seven to eighty. Yeah, the eighty sevens, but. The, Crazy thing is, Alexo didn't particularly Blackie, Blackie pop. 92, 93? No, late 80s, 92, yeah, 90, early Blackie? 90s. Early 90s, yeah. Can I ever dance? Rosie, yeah, 90, oh. early 90s. Oh, okay. 92, 3, one oh, of those okay, years. okay, nice. Mm, so, uh, back to that. Uh, talking about, you know, Alexo. So, Alexo's story is actually very interesting. Now, Alexo, he has been in the music scene since before 1988. But he became more active in 1988. Mm. And the man is from Imo State. His name is Alex Okoroigwe. So, you know, big man. I mean, if you are going to put, like, a years active thing in, in session, like you see in um, Wikipedia, you say 1988 till now. Mm. Uh, but, you know, his story stems from another person's story. Now, he has his own story. He's the highlight of R&B Nigeria. Because, like we said, I mean, we, we know that. Most of the guys that tried, they really didn't, they were doing post disco. Steve Monite, Chris Okotier, Dizike Faola. Um, trying to remember that particular group that time. Those most of those guys, I mean, they be killer. All of them were sounding more, they were trying pop. to be more post disco pop and all of that. But nobody actually did try the whole um, S- slow sexy, jam. slow jam. I mean, when you're thinking Fine about boy. Like Kid Sweat now, mm. Kid Sweat from 1987, I want her. Tevin Campbell. Let's get freaky, you know. You know, twisted. Mm. Tevin Campbell, early early nineties. You know, Jagged late eighties, nineteen eighty nine, and all of that. So th- those guys were doing R and B. I mean, you know the songs that, yeah, like High Five. 
slow. High five were doing New Jackson, but it switched to doing R and B. So there was an idea. I, I f- wow, this is crazy. How do I keep all of this? <laughs> I mean, it's nice when you read too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Read so, and listen too much. Yeah. So all of these guys, they had their you know time, and it was good for them. So I like to put. I know a lot of people don't talk about him a lot, but I think Alexo is the start of R and B for Nigeria. Hmm. When we say R&B, how do we define that? Let me try. I'm saying like rhythm and blues, the slow, because most of the guys that came before him, they were doing it, but it was Yeah, let, let's try to lot. check that. Who is the likely name that comes up before Alexo when it comes to R&B, slow jam? Now, I know that other genres were dominant. Juju. Juju, yeah. Uh, Fuji. And then had Fuji. And but, but did anyone in other genres try to do, do R&B? Alexo, I think Tizmi was actually supposed to be R&B plus reggae. And would okay. you say Tease Me is a very good you mean reggae t- R&B t- song? Tikumi? Tikumi, I mean. Yes. Would you say it's a very good R&B song? I think R&B it's a good song, song generally. I, I, I really can't <laughs> classify, yeah. but the feeling he gives, the feeling, more reggae. The feeling he gives, but I, I don't know about remember, genre, remember Wala but Columbo. I just, right remember, now. You remember Wala Colombo? Yeah. Baby Wala Colombo. That's Nigerian vibe. Yeah. And I will tell your papa, I'm sorry I'm jumping to flavor. Yeah. But Baby Wala Colombo, she tell me she love me. She, 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 she no, chop all no, my money. Yeah. I can connect that to High Life from Jolly Pops. I said Jolly Pops. What's his name again? Cardinal Jim Rex Lossy. Yeah. I can connect that more easily to High Life than to R&B. Baby, Walan Colum. Very Nigerian. Nothing like Mary J. Blige or nothing like Jagged Edge. Yeah. Alexo would be that guy who tried to Nigerianize R&B. Mm. But I also wish we are able to yeah, point to whoever tried before we're trying, we're, I mean, like, we have information. One of the things that I'm always angered about mm, is mm. the fact that we don't have a lot of information or available to us. Yeah. So if we're going to even do something like check back, we'll have to go the all the grandfathers of R&B. Yeah, we'll have to go all the way and then start looking for... But then, I think, like... Like a lot of people say R&B from way back. I mean, if you're talking R&B from way back, the Manhattans, hmm. those guys had been doing R&B. OJ's? OJ's one or two songs. Hmm. But I'm saying Manhattans, they, they, you know, they were fixated and doing that vibe. They, that was their thing. Hmm. You understand? And then you bring in people like, I mean, Marvin Gaye dabbled around R&B for a while. She was doing proper songs, but he did R&B too. Hmm. So, I mean, but then the, the R&B kind of took a new life. Before the 90s, mm. the approach became different. By the way, let me jump and flip the topic. We're still going to the sampler of Alexo, yeah. or the alleged sampler of Alexo on this pair that we're dealing uh, with. Conspiracy theory. What's his <laughs> name again? Um, MC8. MC8. He may have sampled. Aaron Tyler. He may have sampled Alex O on that song titled Stretch. Um, Straight Up Menace. Straight Up Menace, right? But let me do some more extrapolation. 1980s. Alex O, if we push Nigerian R&B forward, who are the names that come up? Nigerian R&B forward, like from eighty, from just ten, ten year bracket or ten year difference, ten year sequence, eighty six, ninety six, two thousand and six, twenty sixteen, twenty twenty six. What are we seeing? Nineteen ninety six. Then the Shakoma boys may be popping. Yeah. Would, um, you, would you say they Eddie were doing Montana? R&B? Eddie Montana did R&B. R&B. I think Plantation Boys should be put in that box Yes, Two-Face, Libya, Blackface and mm-hmm. Faze. And then more people came as Zizat, Sasha P. Sasha yeah. P is rap, I'm sorry. Rap, but like, you know, more, more. I, I think that's one of the things, eh? See, 
Logo, logo, laga, 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 logo. That's Aziza. There, there are other people. R&B has always been like the first thing you ask is what is your definition Shafi of R&B? Bello. We have to Nigerianize it. Every day I think of you. That's enough well, for well, you to be R&B. Yeah. That means you're not me saying Jeje, you know, love you're me bringing tender. all the people that were doing crosses in that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you say all the people that were doing crosses in that like, early nineties would have not not all of them, but almost everybody. Whoever did the best type of R&B solo and collaborative, mm. and those are people like Two Face. Yeah. Um, there were other groups, right? Um, I really can't place them, but 1996 moving forward, the name that would probably come up the most is Eddie Montana. I don't know if I'm right for R&B. R&B type. I think Two Face. Two Face would be Two Face. Yeah, Two Face is that guy. And, and Face Two, and lead, lead that into 2006. Two Face was the king of R&B mm-hmm. here, until Afrobeats displaced everybody in 2010. And um, there's a man called Capital Femi. Oh, that was the guy was a bomb. Yeah, was the bomb. yeah. He really stayed on that grind, but like like we always do, we don't look at other genres. Yeah. Around here. Um, 2016, the new boys now embedded R&B, right? Yeah. Even though it's Afro beats, but you can tell that there's some R&B in the mix. But whoever the people who try to do it uh, wholesomely. Tiwa Savage, Omawumi, Wajay. Chidima did some of that, but there was a lot of pop in Chidima's music, thanks to um, uh, Capital Records. Yeah. Um, Red Velvet is one of those albums by you know Tiwa. I'm trying to look look up names that would naturally come up in Nigerian R&B. Now you're talking about people. Let me just push you forward to now that I'm familiar with people like Prayer Thames, mm-hmm. Thames, the beautiful Thames baby. Um, there is a guy called. No, this is hard. Naya Konji. I know Naya Konji is doing very well. I like Nonso Amadi. Nonso Amadi is great. I think um, Odunsi tried Shon. it once. Once Odunsi is beautiful, but is is a lot of things. Mm. Um, Raya Sean is doing amazing with that sexy R&B type vibe. Um, who are the R&B niggas right now? We don't have loads of them. Everybody's an Afro Nonsu- artist. <laughs> Nonsu- I mean, that's just the truth. That's why I called Nonsu Amadi. Yeah. I mean, I know Tay Watu. Ah, yeah, Tay Watu. Tay is dope. Bad for you. Tay is dope. Amazing song. So, but, but there should be more names. We probably need to do an Nigerian R&B episode. Yeah, Back really to Alexo. Yeah, back to Alex O. So, he has been around for a while. Like I said, I, we're trying to even track all the way back to this song that we're talking about. So, this man is not an enigma. Sorry, I forgot to mention OJBJ's rule. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I forgot a lot of I'm names. I'm the one too. who's searching. Obviously, Star Plus as well. Yeah. Yeah, so those are OGs. I, mean, I think they're like active first boy band. Johnny Drew. <laughs> of nowadays yeah I, just, I mean I just didn't want to forget to too many important names yeah alright so uh, yeah okay you know on record things? on record there will be a, a, a Nigerian and episode I will talk to one person hopefully. yeah and there's a name that comes across that comes out Daniel Wilson ever heard nah I must have heard about it yeah, not Daniel Benson Daniel, no no <laughs> Daniel Wilson that name still pop that name pops up and all of that and those are the guys that were around because around the time where he was you know active it was a lot of you know um, Blackie you know mm. and Otis Wiliki or Ritz Wiliki yeah. and all of those guys were doing their thing then so it was like a big deal now back to um, Alex So now Alex So became a thing in 1988 he released an album the album was called Getting Loose Hmm. Which I feel like was just you know taking off from 
uh, the old guys then. You know, that was that was like an album name for mm. somebody like Keith Sweat. Sweat was out in 87. In fact, Sweat is actually referred to as the father. One of the people that started New Jack Swing, which is weird because you listen to that album and you're thinking, Bobby Brown or Keith Sweat? We're going to do that later. Hmm. Listen to Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat. I just want to, yeah, what to you know, who familiar. actually cemented that, you know, space? Because Bobby Brown would say, I did R&B as well. Because you say, I, I, New Jack Swing birthed the new style of R&B. Hmm. Now, don't forget, when you listen to Love, Kiss, Love and Say Goodbye hmm. by Manhattan that was released in the 70s, it gives a different vibe to what we're hearing by Whitney Houston mm. in the 80s. It gives a different vibe to what Mariah Carey was doing in the 90s, what Next was doing in the 90s, what Kit Sweat was doing in the 80s, late 80s. Mm. It gives a different vibe to From. the R&Bs we're hearing in the late 90s. Black streets, you understand? In sync, we're trying to pop and sometimes do R&B. It gives it, there's a difference from what they did and what, what Ashanti was doing. Yeah. Do you understand? Like it's, it's updated now. Yeah, and then Monica, Brandy, you know, yeah. all of those ladies. But then the Alexo's uh, niche was quite pop. So I don't know if it's possible to say pop hyphen around. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, what I would that's what I would put. Most of the genres mix properly. I know musicians don't like to be put in a box. I think and I think Alexo is one of those musicians. He doesn't like to be put in a box. Don't say I'm this person. I'm a musician. So I can do rap tomorrow. I can do... Does it still make music? Uh, when no. he came back seven years ago, you know, it was a big comeback. Everybody was expecting him to drop something. I think uh, even one of those, um, you know, tabloids asked him... The market him, is different now. Yeah, the, they even asked him to even try, you know, feature new artists to see if, you know, there'll be a vibe there and he can actually You know, Michael Liam is something. trying to do something like that too. Who? Michael Liam, that we interviewed. Oh, yeah, 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 Michael Liam. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I really hope he, you know, gets into that because it's quite difficult. That's one of the things why... I don't want to digress much, but that's one of the things why... That's one of the reasons why I actually F with Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Snoop Dogg has been through... <laughs> Snoop Dogg has been through the All harshest the change of rap. Okay. Not even music. He's having fun. I mean, there was a time where Snoop Dogg was complaining about he was like, what this guy is doing? But at the end of the day, he found his way around it. Mm. And Snoop Dogg can still drop an album and people listen. I yeah. mean, he dropped an album recently. Yeah. And people are listening. He can still go on tours. He's not, he doesn't have a pop song now because obviously the market is different. I mean, people like Lil Baby is having 100 songs on the charts. Like, how? Do you understand? Because everything has changed. We yeah. talk about payola a lot. Yeah. But that's by the way. So why I say, and the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I don't want anybody to come to me, but I'm going to say this out. For somebody like me that was born in later years, the only person I can point back to and say R&B certified, I would go to Alexo, celebrate, mm. banana, do it, which is the song we're talking about today. Mm. Released in 1990 from the album Say No, do it. Produced by Lemmy Jackson. Now, this is where the story gets interesting. Hmm. We have to talk about Lemmy Jackson. This is not the first time we're talking about Lemmy Jackson. We have spoken about Lemmy Jackson a lot. Hmm. We have explained, you know, who Lemmy Jackson is. Lemmy Jackson's real name is Otu Udufa. Hmm. He's still alive today. I've not... I don't know. I don't think he's a social media person. I would really, really like to meet him and have a conversation you, with him. Do you know Akins? I have heard of, you have said that name a lot of times. I, I know Lalouekins is active, not so much, but check Instagram. The OGs it's like are like Lacadinion. Do you remember Lacadinion? Yes, Lacadinion the OGs are wow of of, of, of the Ofela of the Lija sisters. sisters thing. Uh, the OGs are more likely to be on IG than than Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, let me Jackson. Now, 
has been around for a while and it did a couple of songs that, you know, quite popular. And the fact that we have, you know, a producer that has been around for so long, he has touched on a lot of people's music and that's just what makes him, you know, special. I think Otu Odufa should be put in the Hall of Fame of Nigeria. I don't know what Hall of Fame they're going to create for that, but maybe producer Hall of Fame. I know Lacadena has to be up there as maybe one of the biggest engineers of all time because that man was there when they were doing... It was, in, it was there in 77. It was there in 80s. It was there... I mean, the man recorded for Chief Ebenezer Obey. Hmm. He recorded for the Jaru Sisters. I mean, what's, um, what's that song? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. And then he recorded, you know, I think he did Shakara. I think he did Shakara. Ruffle Ruffle Fights, I'm sure. Fella. Engineer that. So, there are a couple of things. And you know, the idea of doing music then was, according to people like Lemmy Jackson though, they would record, produce, and then send to London for mixing. Hmm. So they were under Polygram. Polygram went on to become premier music later in the future. But Polygram was, you know, was the big record label then and everybody was, I mean, we had Sony, we had EMI. In fact, Lenny Jackson went on to sign for EMI at one point. Mm. So he was the OG. One of the songs I like to take us back to. Now, I don't want to talk about the main song because I think his biggest song, let me not go to his biggest song yet because I want to round up with that. He produced Wait For Me, Sonny Ade and Oye Kawenu. Wow. That's probably one of the best songs of all time in Nigeria's sphere. I don't think so. Okay. Um, one of the most popular songs. Not really. You don't think so? I think wait for a, me. I think a, wait for me. Wait for it's me. It's a great is, collaboration. Is, I think wait for me is there. Oh, it's up there. King Sonia Ade's um, collaborations. It's not the, up there. In the collaborative set, Fair. yeah, you can. In fact, it's probably the first major collaborative song. Probably. Probably. So that's that's that. But in Obiano terms of has, I want to, I want to. I want to feel your love. And but, but I'm talking about uh, Ebenezer obeys the horse, the man, and the and the. This is a more popular song. Yeah, obviously. Whiskey has more popular obviously. songs. So, you know, why, 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 why you went to, I, I mean, I didn't see that coming. But I'm saying, I don't, you know when I say, I'm not giving you the number, but I feel like it should be up there. Hmm. Wait For Me is like that song now. If you love me, you go wait for me. And then you hear the, is that song that big though? It is actually. One Love, Keep Us Together is probably, probably bigger. I'm not probably saying, I'm not saying it's the biggest. I'm not even sure. I'm not saying it's bigger. I'm just saying but it's, it's up there. Up there. Yeah, it's I don't know those, you know. Yeah. It's a classic. But it's also forgettable. <laughs> when it comes to the grand scheme of things. Okay. When it comes to any top 20 list in Nigeria, that, probably song, make it. that song will, will be missing. But Do you think Obionyo has, I want, to leave, I want to feel your love with it? I don't think so. We can already tell, we can literally tell top 10 songs in Nigeria, right? Are you sure? Like of all time, yes. Do you think any Alex O song will make it? Make no, it? I don't think so. Celebrate will make it. Banana will make it. Do it will make it. Let me Celebrity tell you. Let me tell you the caliber of songs that would make it. Yauze, <sighs> and that's the sad name. Big shout out to Olumentin. That's one. Let me find one. Big more. shout out to Olumentin. But that's okay, the let sad me name. find one more from the nineties. Song that would make Shakoma it. Shakoma is going to make it. Shakoma will make it. You know one song that should make it. Plantation Boys, you and I. I think that song should be one of the best songs in Nigeria. One of the best songs when you put it in a particular decade. You know, a K one song would be would be on obviously on a I don't really or a song from Consolidation. Yeah, but the Bimi Show color. Eh? Yeah, that's that's a kind. Yeah, that's that's Ace classic. by Shino Peters. My strangely, I think an obituary song would squeeze itself into I that list. So. I think so. I think so. I really do. Shino Peters popular Shino, songs. Shino Peters is I think very so. Likely. Shino Peters is very likely. And obviously, Shino Peters will, Sonny Ade will be on it. Yeah. Obey is like standards. Yes, I'm Likely. Send down the rain. Very likely. 
Lemmy Jackson produced that. Yeah, that's dope. That's his biggest song. So though. you can tell the kinds of songs that, yeah. might, that might make top 20. But then, of course, the, the differences are there. It could be top 20, most successful, highest selling, mm-hmm. uh, most loved. Yeah, there's, there can be a chart yeah, and then look for it to squeeze it in. The reason why... By the way, shout out to TTC. They are doing... Yeah, yeah, things. big ups to TTC. I mean, like they can't go. They're they documenting they for the first time. They can't turn back. They can't turn back the hands of time. And Even I hope we realize the history they are making because yeah. this is the first time. I mean, look at there's a handle we follow on Twitter, Radio Rewinder, yeah. where they show you hits from you know radio hits, yeah, from way back, yeah. And they tell you on a particular month these were the songs. So that were popping. What TTC is doing helps us to do things like top 20 so like in time. the next 20 30 years you're thinking tell. what song was number yeah. one in me something yeah. palazzo yeah. jiggy Boja, yeah. Yeah. Reason. data like, is beautiful wow that's cool but yeah so uh, i mean still on the uh, alex so the reason why i just took that quick detour was because i had to explain now alex so was alex so was tutored by lemmy jackson mm. so uh, lemmy jackson taught him how to song like taught him like the basics i mean like that's what he's been saying like he worked with him like under him like the apprenticeship idea mm-hmm. and that's where he got the idea of okay i can actually make music too and then he did celebrate that became big he had four albums actually but that 1990 album say no was a big one I, there were a couple of songs that were i think Igbo, Igbo like you know Igbo written songs Igbo, Igbo written songs mm-hmm. Igbo written songs I'm so, i feel so bad right now <laughs> i mean he's unconscious yeah right that's Never what happened know. the Igbo written songs and they popped but celebrate was big probably the biggest of his of his stuff work Lemmy Jackson also produced and now we're talking about do it now one thing about do it now this 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 is where it gets interesting very slow it's, song Abby. I need to explain to people about see so I think and this is a strong thought Premier Records used to take songs around a lot I mean that's why they were big they pick up songs from Nigeria mix and master they were not like Atlantic in the 60s 70s that did work with people like um, Ebenezer Obi these guys will come, pick the song up, go to London and mix and master and spread it around as much as they can. Hmm. So almost anybody can listen to this song. So if you find your song somewhere in the Caribbean, I mean, we've heard of stories like Thong Song. Thong Song became big without Cisco knowing. Hmm. It became big somewhere else. Bahamans, who let the dogs out? It wasn't supposed to be a hit. Hmm. One DJ overplayed it somewhere else. You know, the and stories then, are there. Yeah. And then it became, it, it became a like, crazy song. You understand? Even though there are like, you know, numerous stories behind that. So I think that's one of the things that happened in this one because we would, are we going to play, are we going to be able to play song? Now that we're talking about it, we just might. We will. Because we don't have a choice. Alex O Do It was released in 1990. Menace to Society. Menace to Society is one of the biggest black story films. Okay, that's a film. Yeah, it's a film, and it's like Black Panther. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it's one of it's, it's done by one of you know the pop guys in uh, the uh, yeah. It's not like Black Panther movie. Yeah, this is just different. black people telling their story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this um, you know actor I want to remember his name right now that used to be he's <laughs> like you know he was one of the <laughs> popping guys. You know how we have popping guys for different yeah yeah. For context, Menace to Society is the title of a movie. Yeah, it's also the title of the song we're talking about. No, straight up Menace. Straight Up Menace, my, my bad. Straight mm. Up Menace by MC8. Yeah. And MC8 is also an actor who played a part in that in movie. That movie yeah, yeah, so, so let's, let me just go through it now. We had Tyrone Turner, but the person I want to want you guys to know about is O-Dog. O-Dog in the movie is Lawrence Tate. Now, his story is the one that is quite funny because he came from a humble home, you know, 
then he saw a lot of things and then he changed his perspective towards life and he was just killing people anyhow in that mm-hmm. film. Jada Pinkett Smith was in this one as well. Wow. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, this is 1993. Wow. So yeah, yeah, of course, she has been there. She Jada P. Yeah, she was supposed to be in 1991. That's, that's 30 years ago. Yeah, she was supposed to be in 1991's one of the episodes from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow, you know, you know what? I mean, I'm acting surprised, but it, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah, she has been around for I'm a while. just looking at like we're in 2022, and um, Will Smith, yeah, smacked, <laughs> smacked Chris Rock. Like Chris Rock, Chris Rock, and you know when first we, appearance was 1989, bro. You know when we see things like that, it looks like everything happened recently. And when we talk about Jada in 1993, I'm like, hold on, what's up? Abby? And that's on everybody. That's on R. Kelly in 96 yeah. and, and all of that. So back to that, you know, a couple of movies were made before that time. Boys in the Hood, you know. I mean, we had Colors. We had Poetic Justice. I think Poetic Justice came out around the same year. That one had Tupac Shakur, Amaru yeah. Shakur, and uh, Janine Jackson. I mean, you had to do that. Uh-huh. You had to link them together. I had to call. Unnecessarily. I had to call. Can you imagine? I had to come. I mean, like you know, I'm but, but it just tells us those who were popping around. That yeah, time. yeah, just so that Hollywood you and music have an idea of what was going on. But MC8 was, you know, the standout guy for this one because he took the song and made it his own. Because, uh, because you know, the song is actually very, very cool, well put together. But what what we, what we discovered was that a major element from Do It, which was produced by Lemmy Jackson, also appears. In this particular song, Straight Up Man, as in fact, that's like the underlying sound for both uh, songs. The only difference is uh, the one in, the one for Do It is like a beat faster and the one for Straight Up Menace is a beat slower than the original one, which, okay, maybe I should not say original because it's still like, you know, there's still a lot of controversy. I, think, I don't think Boy Guy accepts that. You don't, Do you accept that you feel like it's... it's I, I don't think it's a matter of acceptance for the sake of this conversation. We are going to agree that there's a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. My thing is, my thing is, there is every likelihood that um, this song is not related to that song. But for the sake of this conversation, we are going to assume, you know, yeah, because, yeah, because we can hear it. We can hear it. It's, yeah, very, it's very, very close, very evident, very, which yeah. is why we can do the assumption. Yeah, which is why the assumption is just, it's just is justified. So, just but at put, the same just time, to put it out there, just to put it out there, I'm really curious. To know what's I up. want to stand corrected. You know why? I like to know. I also know I went to New Jersey to meet that to meet that um producer, mm. the producer of Nas. Yeah, uh, hate me now. Hate me now. Yeah. I also know in his church mind was so sure. I think he was. He was trying to know. He was talking. It was the five beat ba- pattern. Yeah. He was sure that it came from an African sound. Okay. So I think the guy was saying that he heard. He oh, heard okay, it okay. Now that now that I get it, mm. I also was sure in his church mind mm-hmm. and his research that Nas hit me now with that very typically African five-beat pattern mm-hmm. must have come from Africa. And then he realized that it came from another K- song. KRS-One. KRS-One's oh. another song. Yeah, and then KRS-One, we could not connect the dots from KRS-One down to Africa. Yeah. It's just the same way we're making that assumption now. Valid assumption that um, this must have come from that. So of course the conversation is open for the future, but but we agree we can tell that the flow on the MCI jam takes exactly a pitch down, slow down version yeah. of Alex Souls, you know, 
piano chords and progression. And the, reason, the reason why I'm really excited about this is because it's not even it's not a sound that I've heard a lot. In fact, when I heard Straight Up Menace, because I have seen the film, I've seen the film, I saw the film like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Wow. In fact, I can't remember most of the film. I saw it alongside, I think, Why Do Fools Fall In Love? I think that one was released in 98 or 99. So, I saw a couple of movies at that time. That Frankie Lyman, I mean, that's a story that we'll probably talk about in the future. Um, so, like, I heard those songs around the same time. Uh, of course, watching Straight Up Menace. Straight Up I mean, Menace to Society. For Menace to Society, that's like the major song. Because hmm. the song actually tells the story of the entire film. Where Kane, you know, messed up and then he had to start killing people for himself and then, you know, everything caught up with him. He died a miserable death. You understand? An old dog, too, that is a crazy killer. I think, I don't even know what happened to old dog, but I'm sure he died, too, because those kind of people you kill by the gun, you probably die by the gun as well. Mm, like, it's like, you know, it's, that, it's one of the things that, it's one of the, one of those things that you're sure karma will catch up with you at some particular yeah, point. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where the film ended, you know, with Kane dying, of course, it was a drive-by to really thoughtful movie you could tell that these guys are trying to tell their story crime story crime story and trying to like change the perspective because you know there was a lot of black on black killing and all of that so the song is quite you know straight up you know talking about and that's what MC8 is for MC8 is known for you know rapping about consciousness rapping about conscious sound rapping about his society he doesn't he's an observer Hmm. You understand? He he writes down. He's like when you know public drops, enemy now. That's like public yeah, enemy. Yeah, yeah, public enemy like Chuck D, power. Chuck D, and uh, Flavor Flav. Uh, he's like he's like uh, you, you have you have written down things you want to do and how you want to do it. So you, you know, okay, you know, okay. It's like Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is an observational uh, comic. So what observational comics do is is things that happen to them or things that happen around that they pick off and then they use that to hmm. you know make comedy. But for these guys now, uh, talking about MC8, should we tell them about how MC8 got the name MC8? Yeah, please. All right. So MC8 now, it got the numeric part of the name from KRS-One. So from KRS-One and also the point three eight caliber gun. I do not know how that connects. It just, uh, it just screams violence. <laughs> right? I mean, but then, I think they were living in violence. And it's so spelled E-I-T. E-I-H-T. E-I-H-T. So yeah, that's what it is. MC8. I feel good that I remember that Public Enemy is Chuck D and uh, Flavor Flav. Yeah, super stuff. Super head. dope stuff. Yeah, genre switching places. Yeah, genre switching places in this one. Uh, we have hip-hop, pure hip-hop to R&B. Because oh, R&B to... No, hip... Okay, R&B to hip-hop. I, I've always had that, you know, R&B thing about Alex O, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and it, and but it's that's, a that's, piano that's what everybody chord. calls him. It's a piano chord. It's giving terms, wait for you and from higher. Because mm. Thames literally just did an entire R&B guitar set. Mm-hmm. And that gets taken apart by, you know, ATL Jacob, the producer for Future's um, Wait For You featuring Thames. Featuring Thames and Drake. You, you, you know and what? that's, you know, you ha- you add the, the kicks, you make a hip-hop song mm. from an R&B. One of, one, of the su- one of the sweet things about this is, per adventure, yeah. we're correct. I mean, this is obviously everybody would hear the sound, yeah. and so you can do your own assumptions as well. If we are correct, this just shows more the effect that African sounds have had on other sounds in the yeah, world. Yeah, a lot of people still even. I mean, re- there's a long story to yeah, this. Regardless of the more thing is, regardless of one of the things that you know gets to me, regardless of the documentaries, regardless of the stories we've had, that 
music transcends borders. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's normal. This this is an entire episode because, of course, look at the Lion King album. Look at a song like Mood Forever sampling Umu Sangare. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the best song on the on the album. I really love the way Umu Sangare's you know song was remade and telling a different you know vibe on that Beyonce featuring Mr. Carter song. Now, um, there's a long line of fellas song being sampled by Americans, African vibes from Maria Makiba to Hugh Masekela. Yeah. Uh, all of those things, you know, there's a documentary to be made about the impact of traditional African music on popular culture in America and popular sound. So uh, we can, you know, do a lot on that. Um, the years apart before we play the songs, how far apart? Uh, do, you think years. do you think we've spoken enough about MC8? Or we what, don't have too what, much what, to what's say le- what, no, if we, What's left to say? I, I mean, you, you know, I don't know so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think we should just, you know, stick with the samples today because, you know, if we want to go into a lot of these guys, we have to tell all the Yeah, yeah let, let's, let's talk a, a bit more if there's, if there's more to say. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, just, you know, like one of the questions I've been wanting to ask, and, you know, I've known MC8 for a while, so I've always, like, had that ideology about, like, what kind of music he makes and all of that. Mm. What do you think, or where do you think you would place Alex O in Nigerian music history? Does he's, he have a, does he have a place set I in stone? I would him. Or he's just, he was just one of those people that came Yeah, that's how, that's how I would say it. Because I didn't, I wasn't here in that time. In that I wasn't, you know, my prime. I wasn't around when Alexo was outside. Mm. When I came, I wasn't really fed Alexo content. I wasn't fed Michael Cree content. It was mm-hmm. on radio, but perhaps once in a while. Mm. I I started listening to radio when Baba Fry was outside, when Daddy Shoki was on TV. Oh, okay. When the Plantation Boys came out, when Olumentin and, you know, the Maintain crew, Rugged Man, and so on and so forth. So, it's only by research or by throwback Thursday that, that I would get familiar with people like... In fact, I was more familiar with Majek Fashek than every other person. And, and you can understand why that is. He was perhaps one of the most popular Nigerian musicians yeah. of the 90s, right? Yeah. And I can, you can understand why a 90s born, early 90s baby, growing up in the 2000s in, in Lagos, watching AIT and channels, you can understand why... I probably saw more Magic Fashe content than an EXO content. <laughs> it makes perfect Shout sense. Shout out to Sauce Kid, Sinzu, S-I-N-Zu. Um, he featured Mike O'Cree on his very first song, you know, Breaking Into the Scene, Omogi, which is a song by Mike O'Cree. Yeah. He rapped on it. And, you know, that maybe gave uh, Mike O'Cree some more access to the new generation. But also, Mike O'Cree may have had, or I think has more relatable... Nigerian songs than than Alexo. Tell your mama, tell your papa. <laughs> yeah, true. Life I mean, my cookie, my cookie was the bomb. I mean, my cookie was already there for a long time. So. so you can see how I might not be able to place Alexo exactly in a in, in a position, but the class of nineteen eighties, the fresh guys and fresh ladies of nineteen eighties. And I think that's the same class of Evietna. Evietna was more popular, but yeah. Evietna. Alexo, Alexito. Do you know why? Do you know why I think... You call them the golden generation of new, new Nigerian music. Do you know why I think there's no major place for Alexo? 
because we don't have a serious R&B sector. No, apart from that, the if class. We, if the we class have, an, have a class. If the, we the have class like, have a place. If we have like a sector. Like, I mean, R&B is still like a big deal now. That's not our thing. It's like hip-hop. It's not our, it's not our cup of tea. Our cup of tea is Juju, Fuji. And well, that's I, why I, I, the well, longevity. But maybe, 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 obviously, you know, you can't, like, there's no how you're going to do a setup or talk about people and you wouldn't miss a lot of people. Mm. I think this kind of guys, you know, the Alex Zitos, the, the Alex Zitos, the DZK Fowlers, you understand, the Mandators, those sets, that set, that particular set, I think they deserve a documentary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of people deserve documentaries. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, they, their part have to be documented because... But can you lot, sell it? A lot of people, that's the thing, but there's some documentaries that Do are just Do you know made, that there's some people who don't know... There's some documentaries know, that are made for documenting sake. Who don't know... In fact, in this generation, who don't know those people? Who don't know mandators? They need to know people Mandators like are too far. Michael Cree. They don't even know Peter... Peter Ask Peter Zinoliski. Okay, Zinoliski is a musician. No, no, Zinoliski probably, probably know him. Musicians know them. Know him. That's the thing. The musicians, but regular people, regular people will just be like, I don't know. I know whiskey, David. O, I really wish that. you know. I really wish that was possible because I mean, a magic fashion. Even not for the fact of magic fashion. That's life. That's life. Really, we can't change that. But if not, if not for the fact of magic fashion, you know, he's eccentric and you know, he's, he was like a popping guy, mm. and we saw him captured in American TVs, yeah. and we saw him as the beam of light from Africa yeah. to the world at some point, yeah. we would have not recognized mm. that he made... And of course, I think Send Down the Rain sticks with a lot of our parents. Yeah. Send Down the Rain... And to think... Because I am a fan of Magic Fashek. To think... Speaking of which... An Holy Spirit. An episode of Magic Fashek, mm. sampled by Timmy Dakolo, and how he featured Two-Face on that Holy Spirit song. Yeah, that's an episode. To yeah. A tribute to Magic Fashek. Yeah, let's play the two songs. First, Alex O, the song titled Do It. And the song, or the other song that we believe sampled Alex O. <laughs> um, and that's titled... Straight Up Menace. Straight Up Menace. Straight Up Menace. That's, that's going to come next, in the next few seconds. Those two songs, and then we'll be back for Sample Axis, episode 66. Episode 66 of the Sample Axis. We're happy to present this to you. Aini Kamozi is next in line, sampled by our very own Wandiko. And um, this is... A, is this a heavy one? Not so heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm just... You know, since Nelson has said, this is up to me, I'm nervous <laughs> that I have to deliver but I just, but I a just, great second half. Amen. I have to deliver. So, this man is an OG. All I can say off the top... First of all, the song is titled Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Original Black Diamond. Excuse me, Omo Ele. Keep rocking like that. And I that's saw, why people like, by the way, Buju, you, you know, his orig- all the songs are original. They yeah. might sound the same, but his hooks, mm. they're originally composed by him. You rarely hear you him hear having me, to sample, sample somebody. But you can hear, of course, no disrespect. A lot of P-Square songs, 
not like they don't have their own original songs, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of samples. But you can tell that Biscuit digests a lot of music. Yeah. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah. Because the way they pick their songs from sometimes, they're like, what? How? How did you squeeze it out from that place? But yeah. then, I think one of the things about uh, creativity is that you can't limit creativity. Yeah, yeah. There's no point to it. If it's that way, I mean, it's like listening to Burner Boy. Burner Boy, I mean, Burner Boy picked up my head or my belly in one of his new songs in yeah. the album. Okay, I've not yeah. heard the album. He does, yet, that, he does that nicely. Yeah, and the way he took it, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, yeah, this is from yeah, MI, but like, it's so ton. cool and you know. It's actually from Ghana. My head or my belly. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, but I remember it from Yeah, from MI's uh, album. MI's album. So, that kind of thing. And then you see what he did with Tony Braxton. I've spoken about Tony Braxton all today because I, I, I played a song and Oh, wow, I realized how beautiful and amazing her voice is. So, this Inikamozi guy is from Jamaica. I think there's a place called St. Mary. St. Mary in Jamaica. He was born 57, original name, birth name, Cecil Campbell. <laughs> These guys have the nicest names and they always change it. Yeah, so the video of Here Comes the Hot Stepper just has a swag. Murder. Very nice. Uh, and... um. I don't know how to properly organize this story. By the way, before I go on, the song on the flip side, sampling this song is titled The Kick by Don mm-hmm. Jazzy and Black Diamond Juan the Co. Um, so, the mystery man, not the mystery man, but Inikamozi from Jamaica, I think at some point he was in the UK, mm-hmm. and that's why Shine Head comes to mind. The, the Jamaican Try culture embedded in the UK I think yeah. there's a particular maybe area or lifestyle that is recognized by the UK as Jamaican yeah. life and has integrated so well such that you can have a UK Jamaican lifestyle yeah and yeah that's a thing. Uh, so this guy is that guy and I don't know if this connects to this man um, 1996 hit song you should know this song come on this song a popular UK song that is global. We have worked on it before on this podcast. And just um, what's his name? I can't remember right now. Jesus sampled him. Jeezy, Mark Morrison. Mark Return Morrison. Return of the Mark. Is is it Jamaican in any way? No. There is no Jamaican. Yeah, but but this particular guy had a stint with um, Mango Records, with um, Island Records. Studio albums counting like 10. I'm going to run through them. Inika Mosey. That's the title of his first album, 1984, Island Records. Statements, 1984 as well. Mango Records. I think Nelson always talks about the fact that Mango and Island... Are, almost, yeah, the same thing. They are of the same parents. Pirates, 1986, also Mango Records. Shocking Out, 1988, Ras Records. Lyrical Gangster, 1995. This is by East West America, Electra. Debut is the title of an album he dropped in 2006 by his very own you know now independent nine nine sound click records 5150 rule uh 2009 nine sound click record so it just shows that up until 2016 inika still made music even though he started in 1984 that's like a very almost 50 years apart uh you know 40 plus years and 1995 here comes the hot stepper the particular song we're talking about Seems like that's his biggest song. And what's your impression of that song? That's his biggest and that's his signature song. First time I heard this song was in the mix. I can't remember the song that came before it. All those 19... Yeah, all I, those can't, I can't remember the song that came before, but I remember 
I remember it was London Beats. I've been thinking of you. That's the song that came up after. I don't know how they... <laughs> that has to be like the nastiest mix because, you know, here comes the stop step. Then that's the... That's, I've been thinking of you. So, like, there's this... The the change is crazy. Like, hmm. it goes wild. Like, yeah. and it mid-tempo and then you go to fast-tempo. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember. That's why it makes sense now. The change of the mix started yeah. with London Beats' early part of... Hmm. So there was this, you know, this this switch was smooth. Hmm. So I heard the song and of course I I I played the song over and over again because I just liked it. And like you said, even from hearing the song, there's a vibe. Hmm. Like there's a swag yeah, that comes. There's, it's a, like, there's a, a nostalgia, a yeah, particular nostalgia. A that that yeah, comes, like, comes like you know, there are some songs that, and I believe this. I don't know whether people would understand this, but I, there are some songs that are pregnant with their time. Hmm. First time I'm using that word. They are like maybe a song that depicts an entire decade. Yeah, you know yeah, that song yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, facts. There are some songs that you you know some some songs that are ahead of their time. Songs like "Remember the Time" could have been done in the two thousands. Mm. It could have been done two thousand and ten. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But <clears throat> Billie Jean would have not been done any other time. Than other time than the eighties when, when it was done. Staying Alive would have never been done by any other time or would have never been done in any other time than... And I think that's one of the things that Hot Stepper has. is yeah. pregnant of the time. So, yeah. it like, it embodies the 90s vibe of... Yeah, I mean, the, the scratch. Yeah. Nobody does the scratch anymore. And the fashion statements in the video. Oh, big ups, man. There was this runway, fine ladies, you know, beautiful women doing the catwalk. And, you know, the man himself was really a half stepper on the song. Mm-hmm. Swaggering all over the place. And, you know, it gives a vibe. And um, we might come back to Inika Mozi, but where, what's the possibility of Wandeko finding news? I mean, he's an OG. He's, he's, he's like, a, like, like I think I think one of the, one of the ways he and you know the way you heard that mix. We are familiar with that mix. Yeah. Lots of us know that when you go to. I was in a club in Ado, not a club, a bar. I think it's even the same mix. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> if anything, I wouldn't in be Ado, surprised if it's the same. So mix. I wonder what party mixes were playing in early two thousands in Nigeria because eighties. No, no, I'm talking about Wandeko finding this. Song. Oh, oh, okay. Um, but the thing is, I think it's two ways. It could have been. Uh, I mean, the person this song is used, 1995, right? Yeah, but the person I used the line right. is not even one to call. Okay, it's Don Jazzy. Oh, okay. Don Jazzy was the one that and actually used the, the line. UK. Yeah, so like it makes perfect sense. In the yeah. UK, so you we already know, know where that comes yeah. from. Yeah, so like I'm sure you heard a lot of, and you know they used to digest a lot of Jamaican yeah. Yeah. stuff. Content. Then you know a lot of Jamaican content. Fact, Shine head is mine. You know, I mean, I think Shabarangs used to be big. Hmm. I mean, like, he used to be big. I mean, I, I wasn't around that time, but I, I would hear, like, you know, say, Shabarouse. I mean, that's cross-cultural. Yeah. Because the Gali Gali recently was sampled by Wale on his album for lying on his on mm. song Name, Name Bell Ring. Mm. So if you look at Shabarangs from that time, sampled yeah. by Pasuma in 96, and then by Wale in America. So, it just shows you Jamaica, UK, Nigeria, US. Yeah, big shout out. Broad. Let me just, let me just use your point to say big shout out to Abi Famous though. Shout you out know, to Abi Famous. Yeah, for, you know, always, big you know, listening to, yeah, listening to the pod and all of that, you know. 
she just popped into my head right now. Yeah. Because I've seen a couple of, you know, I follow I don't know whether she knows that I follow her secretly. Yeah, she, she, she always <laughs> passes comments on, on and we appreciate that. She's a big fan of Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. Mm. Uh, she's always hyped about Lil Wayne. Yeah. And, you know, Lil Wayne is good. The particular 444 episode we, we did, she, she, she seems to really... Um, uh, she really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy, enjoy that a lot. Enjoyed so, it. Shout out to you and shout out to Opions too. Opions gave me, you know, sent a feedback on yeah. on the jazz episode, which I wasn't expecting anyone oh, to wow. really <laughs> vibe with. We did it. Oh, really, that Miles Davis episode. He enjoyed. Yeah, that was a good one. The jazz episode. Was all in all, shout out to one. everybody else too who take their time to uh, to, to listen because I mean so. sometimes our episodes are long. I mean I saw somebody that said something about. Oh, I listened to the entire episode. I'm like, wow, the entire one hour, one hour plus. Yeah, I mean, people listen to three hours of oh, like, yeah. Joe oh, Budden and yeah, that's and cool. Podcast. Yeah, back to Ini Ini Kamuzi now. So yeah, please go on. Let's link Ini Kamuzi to Wanikola and Don Jazzy. So yeah, being that we know that uh, Don Jazzy was when I picked up the song, so we can actually see that Don Jazzy was listening to a lot of reggae stuff, and then he got to understand that these guys are good and. He liked the line. And I think the line was very catchy. In fact, I, it, it might as well be one of those songs that spilled into the African market. Hmm. Don't you think? Because I mean, because if it was on all of those mixtapes, it's like which past songs and the beat goes on. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody that was born, and this is me saying, anybody that listens to music generally, you must have heard and the beat goes on sometime. Maybe they don't listen to radio. I mean, if you listen to radio, and so, that's what I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Maybe people that have it came here for yeah. listening to music. You would have heard, if we have heard any song, you would have heard it and beat goes on. It's like Thriller for Michael Jackson. Hmm. I think Thriller was, Thriller was just, ah, it was like a rite of passage. Yeah, 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 I mean, it felt TV. like a rite of passage. TV. I mean, you, you were five, six, you, you had must to have watch watched it. it. You had to like, have seen, it's like, have you seen Thriller? No, you have not seen Thriller. But then, I was in Lagos, right? 2000, and you know, 1990, whatever, to 2001. 2002, we went to Ifaki. And mm-hmm. this is not to shade Ifaki. You could literally count how many houses per street mm-hmm. had TVs. Strange. I'll give you a strange. I'll give strange, strange so th- metrics this give, now. This gives context to... I'll give you strange metrics now. It gives context to who watched Thriller and who didn't. But at the same time, my mom always told me about Michael Jackson and Majek Fashek, Sonia Spence being the, the music they played. When they were in, you know, as young people in school, they wanted to party. Michael Jackson, Eric Donaldson, you know, those will be present for young people to party. Mm-hmm. So even though you might not have TV in your house, whenever there is reason to party, yeah. the DJ is there, you know Michael Jackson is in the mix, Mama Simoa, Kusa, or whatever. So yeah, even though you're not that rich, but some rich kids, quote-unquote, had access to TV. You could watch AIT watch you know cable tv not no cable tv then but you're, you're up to date with what's what's up in the music music scene yeah so i was going to say something i said give you strange metrics right now we're in the we're in the era of flat screen tvs mm. we're in the era of smart tvs I'll tell you right now do a quick consensus go to idosi yeah in ikiti yeah I tell you most of them still have tvs with backs yeah, yeah facts and it's like it just shows like it's not like it's not their fault. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. way of life there. Really simple. These guys have not really caught on. And then there's a lot of, you know, people not having the Bro. proper phones. <laughs> you see, sometimes I think we, I don't know why, I don't know how, but we forget. It's easy to be in your bubble. Mm-hmm. It's easy to to remain in your bubble. Where, where I am currently in terms of my lifestyle, my schedule is 
it's the same every day. Wake up, go to work if you're at work, go outside and buy stuff and go back home. And I'm buying at the same place. So it's easy for me to just limit my view to that place. One time I mm. traveled to Delta State. Yeah. And I saw women riding bikes for the first time. <laughs> and um, that really... So this is just to tell you that people... It's easy to it's easy to forget what might be possible. There are some people that have probably never seen TV. There are some people, if, some, if their neighbor put on TV, they would go and you know, check in and watch. Mm-hmm. Some people may have not watched, except for viewing centers now, primarily before. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I, I always look at Twitter people as, you people need to step outside. Exactly. And when you step outside, please understand. Don't speak up on matters based on what you see on Twitter. It's or not based enough. On what you've heard. It's not enough. What you've heard, yeah, that's the thing that we know we always talk about. And, and don't force people to, you know, shout out to the obedient people. Don't force people to be to be on your boats. If they want to be, they would be. We are not making this political. You have to remove that. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I mean, where, where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't understand. Back to Wanneko, I bet. Yeah, back to Wanneko. So Wanneko probably listened to, you know, or probably heard what... Um, and Don Jazzy had, I'm sure maybe maybe when they were done with that music and they were like, yeah, 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 this is great. And uh, Don Jazzy, man, big up to him, he did a very, very good thing in working out that song and making it really sound very cool. And uh, one thing about the song, you know we're talking about the kick. The kick is probably one of the hardest when I'm talking about beats. Yeah. Yeah. Yo! You know, you know Don Jazzy that- always talks about being a bang bang dim dim producer. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he, he said, said he likes the. He said nowadays nobody wants to do bang bang dim He said that's why I used to allow these boys to just. Like, no, no, that's is a is a bedubu. He said remember came to me and said, I like this opinion. He said, ah, ah. you like my beats. <laughs> he's like wow. That is a crazy guy. <laughs> it's true, you guys. I mean, like, and it's true. You you would share it in almost all of his after like you know when the Maven started talking about like I think even before Moid from bumper to bumper you can hear this man is a that's what's up. Yo, boom, boom, yo, boom, boom. don't just do it all, man. His background from Solek days is Bedu. Yeah, he's, he's bringing things together. Yeah, and yeah, he always talks about the church he went to too. Um, he he was a I think this Celestial now Kebibu and Seraphim Church. He, mm-hmm. he came from that background in Ajegunle, and even in church he was already you know doing with, with, with the choir. And you know Kebibu and Seraphim Church is all about the drums mm, yeah. and the vibe. So yeah. That's that's on Jazzy. So the kick has four bars from Hot Stepper, but then it's Yorubanized or Yorubalized. That's yeah. a good one. We need to we need to asterisk that. Here comes <laughs> the Hot Stepper. New word. Original Black Diamond. Excuse me. Um, no, well, I, I think um um this guy Inika Inika Moses said something else. Here come the song. Here come the young stepper murder. And and on Jazzy said, excuse me, I'm well, like, yeah. keep talking like that. It's almost the same thing. Those four bars, and then. None, they didn't really, really sample. It's just taking... Taking off the line and then Taking those it. four bars or four so lines. So here comes the hot stepper. Murder, I'm the lyrical gangster. Pick up the crew in the area. Still love you like that. Yeah. You know, here comes WC. Original Black Diamond. Excuse, Excuse me, I'm like, Keep rocking like that. Keep rocking like that. Though. So in that case, you really don't need to take permission. It's just... Yeah, you, know, it just, you remember what LD, LD, LD said? You just is the flow. It's a it's pattern the flow to the song. You just switch it up. So, yeah. But we like the fact that it's a sample because and, you and beat the, it off. Yeah, the like, beat is not is the same. Nice at all. Yeah. That's... Uh-uh. Can you still do that today and not... 
No, I'm not paying. It depends on the person that you are. Yeah, and it depends on you. One of the things about this sampling that people don't talk about is relationship. If I own my masters and you come up to me, I say, bro, I don't. I'm not sure. Bernard paid a large price for doing anybody taking it off. And uh, we we hmm. from Angelique Joe. Hmm. It would have been a conversation, Mama. Ah, but they're both signed now to Global Label, so yeah, you know, the conversation I, might I said, not I said be if with she Bernard. She the masters, you know. She might, okay. Ah, Mama, I want to because it's like, always with the publishers. But yeah. look at look at last 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 is a different ball game. <laughs> and I love the way I love the fact that you know it's a different ball game because Tony, I think the concepts people don't understand that Tony Braxton had issues with a record label even before this this matter. So like I I think I've spoken to, I've told you about let's make this a, this an episode. Yeah, I mean we'll talk about this later. But it's a good deal for people that are saying I don't know. no no don't for, for, forget those. Yeah, I'm just doing my let you guys know it's a good deal. Like, but but I'm looking at conceptual and ordinary sampling. Mm. That's that's <laughs> Apart from the bass line, mm-hmm. the, the root of the song, yeah. the concept too. And then it flips from R&B pop to Afrobeats. And you go bound for the result. <laughs> to the the performance is mad. Oh, and there's I this thing they do so when cool. it gets to a point. Bam, bam, <laughs> yes, and you go, yo. You know when he first performed it at the Madison? It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't really feel it. Yeah. But when he when he dropped, when he heard the song. Nah, it's mad. It's ah, mad. no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So that's the be- beauty of music switching places. Let's wrap this up. Uh, genre switching places are far apart. Yeah, yeah. we have uh, 1994 to 2013. That's uh, 19 years. Do the math, sir. Five. 18, yes, correct. 19 years, yeah? 6, yeah, 13. 19 years, in fact. Yeah. I know math. I do, all right? <laughs> 19 years. The producer for Wanda uh, Calls the Kick Don Jazzy obviously was a single. For uh, Aini Kamuzi, it was Salam Remy. Salam Remy is actually a big producer. He has worked with a couple of artists, you know, even the artists are still popping right now. 1994, the real name of Aini Kamuzi, because I'm sure a lot of people have been thinking, what exactly, what kind of name is this? Cecil Campbell. Cecil Campbell. That's on that. My name is Willie Gadiria. This has been Nelson Winnie. Uh, this is Nelson Winnie. This has been episode 66 of the Sample Access Podcast. We'll see you next time. Please subscribe, like, share with your people, share online, share on Facebook, on Twitter, and please listen to other episodes if you really like this. Or if you don't, just share. Thank you so much. See you next time. We out. We out. <laughs> Here comes Big Man Jazzy, original producer. Excuse me, I'm a LA. Keep rocking like that. Here comes the WC, original Black Diamond. Excuse me, I'm a LA. Keep rocking like that. Yeah, she, she said, make a wife, huh? but I get too many. The sample axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. You're listening to the Sample Axis podcast.